Welcome to the Sports Zone on Three Valleys Radio. How are you enjoying your time at Gilmore on the first one? Oh, loving it. It's absolutely uh, brilliant, you know. And it's cleared as far as Diaz. And Yeovil are ahead in the third minute. As Bradford came forward looking to attack the Glovers' defence, they left themselves open to the counter. For up to the minute sports coverage with exclusive news of our broadcast partners, Yeovil Town Football Club. Um, it makes me really happy. Direct from the heart of the West Country. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Update podcast on Three Valleys Radio. Today, Yeovil Town announced their first signing of the season in Josh Staunton. The 24-year-old defender has signed for the Glovers after opting to leave National League rivals Halifax Town upon the expiry of his contract. Josh conducted his first interview with YTFC Net, which you can listen to now. Welcome to Yeovil Town Football Club. What is it that attracted you to Somerset? Um, I'm looking forward to getting to know the West Country. Um, we just The gaffer displayed some interest in as soon as really let, let me know the plans of the club going forward. I think it was a no-brainer to, to get involved, really. Obviously, you mentioned the gaffer yet there. What was his selling point to you? Uh, I think he just showed a club with massive ambition, really, to get back into the Football League and then just continue to push on, I think. Last season, obviously, you would have played here for Halifax. How was that experience for you? It was hard. <laughs> I was, uh, so my dad came to watch at the home game when we played in Halifax and we walked off the pitch and said, they're a good team, they'll, they'll, win, they'll win the league. And, and then we came here, I think, played, I think Yeovil played the majority of the game with, nine, uh, with 10 men and still beat us 2-0. So uh, I think definitely one of the best teams we played in the league. And I'm looking forward to be part of it. Yeah, you say looking forward to be part of it. How good is it to come to a dressing room that's somewhat settled, it's got a good core that's already in place. How good would that be for you to get settled in? No, I'm really excited to be fair, just to join a team which has done really well the season before and the majority of the players look like they're going to be here for next season so hopefully I can add to the dressing room in, in certain ways and add something different to the team and push on from there. Personally for you, how would you look back on your previous season with Halifax? Uh, I think we we were we probably played a different way to Yeovil. I think probably we were more counter-attacking and whereas Yeovil dominate a lot more and uh, I think we had a good season and personally had a good season and um, unfortunately we came undone in the playoffs but I think to get to where we've done, we 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 done well. Uh, for the Yeovil fans watching, how would you describe yourself as a player? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably I'm really modest to be fair, just uh, I think I do the basics pretty well and um, I think one main thing is every time I go on the pitch, you know, you're going to get everything from me, really, and I'm not going to sit here and blow, blow, smoke, <laughs> blow smoke about myself. Um, I think just, you know, I think I'm playing for the shirt every time, and hopefully I've got attributes which will benefit the team and work well. Yeah. Uh, how much are you looking forward to getting going? I'm really excited, to be fair. It's been, it's been a long time now without, prof- without real football, and um, just getting back in amongst the chain- dressing room and getting back to pre-season and getting ready for the season just... Yeah, can't come soon enough, really. What's your ambitions for this season, then? Uh, I think when you come to a club like this, there's only one ambition, really, and I think you've got to be trying to win the league. I think, in my eyes, it's the biggest club in the league, probably on par with Notts County, so I don't see why we should set any other expectations to go out there and try and win the league. 
uh, from playing here, you would have seen the fans make such a noise. What's your message to them as um, you sign on for the club? Uh, I think it'd be nice to have fans back in the stadiums, and uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. My, I know playing here, it was a good atmosphere, and I look forward to having it on my side rather than <laughs> rather than against me. For, so, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward, and hopefully, the fans really continue to get behind us. Appreciate it. For great coverage of Yeovil Town Football Club. Oh, genius! Be Three Valleys Radio. It's just really easy and simple to do, and you can just access it wherever there's an internet connection. Also today, Three Valleys Radio caught up with the Overtown manager Darren Salf for this exclusive interview. All right, well, good morning, Darren. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, you having a good time in this hot weather? Yeah, I've, um, I've just uh, taken the very short trip back to Hertfordshire to see. Uh, my family for the first time since lockdown, really. Yeah. Um, so I've just come for a few days in um, back to Edgeworth and, um, yeah, just catching up with, with family, really. But the, the phone goes mad every minute of every day. And you're always on call, aren't you? Absolutely. It's a 24-7 job, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. A few new... Well, I say few. One new signing in, in the bag today. Can you tell us about it and your thoughts on the, on the, uh, the signing? Josh Staunton. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I've got to be honest with with the um, with our our financial um, state. He's really the only player that I've really pushed um, with Scott. Um, and so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm delighted. He's a really, really good player. Really good player. Smashing lad. Really good character. Um, and, and he's going to give us, you know, a lot. And, you know, we, we needed to... Bradbury going out the other way just eased that financial burden, really, um, by having one in, one in, one out. So when, when, it came to the, when it came to the call, I just thought Staunton was a huge upgrade, huge upgrade, um, and was going to play more games than what Tom probably would have. So, you know, Tom, Tom wasn't comfortable being... Uh, cover, which is what he was this year, if we're honest. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to play week in, week out. Mm. Not a problem, no problem with that. Um, and didn't, didn't really want that season-long duel of trying to oust a, a Collins or, or a Wilkinson. Um, and to be, and and you know, in all honesty, for the lad, it, I, I don't think he would have. So. I think Staunton is is a completely different kettle of fish, um, and gives us you know he's going to be with us for two years. He gives us you know a good period of time to work with him. I can see him um, becoming a real leader, a real force in that in the dressing room over his two years. And um, and as you've seen with a few of the clips that that Sam shared with 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 everyone, he, he's a very very intelligent footballer, big strong. Athletic enough, um, well, a very, very intelligent footballer, uh, and he, he just gives, he just complements us, just complements the group so well. I, I always thought at the end of the season, when you, ref, when I was reflecting on the season, that the biggest disappointments were when, you know, like we went Bromley away. I think we had a back four of Skendy at right back. I think Collins and Bradbury played centre half. I think Romeo Hutton played left back. Such was the state of our, our injuries. 
and then Collins got sent off after 20 minutes for tugging someone back. And um, we ended up with Charlie Lee at centre. And, and then the back three at the end of the game was Skendy, Lee and Bradbury. And and it's those games. Wrexham away was another one. Sk uh, Romeo right back. Uh, Wilkinson and Collins. Wilco came off after 15 minutes. Skendy had to come on and play centre-half. And we score three wonderful goals away at Wrexham. We give three shocking goals away at Wrexham. And it's not having that depth and that quality in central defence that really, really um, concern me going into next year. Um, so Staunton was was a big, big um, addition for us. And I've, I've fought two for now. Um, to get to get him signed in a in a you know in a financial climate where we haven't got any money, there's no money coming into the club. Um, but I really pushed, I really pushed because I believe in him. I really believe in him. So he's a very very good signing for us. Really great signing for us. And he, he's only 24, and of course he's experienced life at the top with Halifax this this season. So uh, he's got all the experience you need. Yeah, he's he's, he, uh, he's no way he's 24, is he? Have you seen his head? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Not, a chance. That, not a chance. That head's been in this world for 24 years. That's been in for 34 years. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> poor old Josh, eh? <laughs> I'm going to sit next to him in the team photo. I look younger. Yeah. Um, but, um, but no, no, no. He, you know, look, he started 38 games for Halifax last year. 38 games. Played in midfield, played in the back three, played in the back four. I mean, if you, if you look at our, I feel our real successes last year in terms of recruitment, if you look at Albie and Charlie, Albie and Charlie, they bring three or four attributes every time they play. It doesn't matter where they are. Play Charlie centre forward, he wins every year. Talks, good footballer. Play Albie right back, powerful, good runner, good attitude. He's got that little swivel of his hips where he can go past the player. And, and he does it everywhere. Does it at centre after. So I quite like this model of player, especially where we're going to have to obviously... Um, you know, count every penny. Um, I, th I like this player that's going to give me these two or three qualities every game. You know, Staunton can play anywhere. Staunton can play anywhere. He's like Charlie in that sense. They, they just turn their head to anything. And of course, it, it, it carries on. You know, you look at our signings, a lot of our signings are winners. And Staunton's had another winning season and he knows what a campaign looks like and how, you know, what it takes to win week in, week out. So, you know, Halifax had a great season with Pete and, um, and uh, you know, for me, Staunton was there, the, the key to them. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really delighted, really delighted to have Josh. Um, he's going to be a good player for us, a really good player. Um, moving on, I hear that uh, um, Nelson has decided he's moving on. Has he? Well, <laughs> according to what your press officer just told me, he's come out and said it, uh, apparently. OK. Um, yeah, look, we... Um, Nelson's a simple one for me. He's brilliant, brilliant servant, great professional, one of the best people I've ever worked with, one of the best professionals I've ever worked with. I just thought we'd probably needed to have a, a you know, a slightly younger goalie next year. Um, we definitely need players, and this isn't, you know, necessarily Nelson. It's not Nelson's fault in any way, shape, or form. But we need to try and go with players that have had injury-free records, 
And unfortunately, he has had to some the last couple of years now, so it's probably allowed him to probably only play 50% of the games. And uh, and and you know what we could, what we've got to try and do now, um, or you know we, we we're certainly along that road of, of a goalkeeper. Another goalkeeper is having an, uh, a goalie that we know is the likelihood he's going to play 46 games, and he might have to be a little bit you know he might have to be in his late 20s or his early 30s. So, but he's listen, he's a wonderful, wonderful man, Stuart Nelson. I I loved spending time with him. If I could afford to have him in the squad. Um, I would have done it, absolutely done it. But we all know, we all know that boring. We've got no money. Quote. So, you know, these are the difficult decisions you have to make. It's, it's the same with Tom and and Josh. Um, you have to try and make upgrades for less. You got to stretch a quid even further. So, but that's listen. That's the fun. I said. I said all along that that's the fun. The fun is the journey. The fun is doing the math. The fun is solving the problem, trying to create solutions all the time and. You know, I feel like we've we've created a real solution with Josh. I mean, he, he is a solution to a lot of problems, um, and um, and you know, if Nelson Nelson's come out and said that, then best you know, listen, I wish him the very very best of luck. He's a one. Anyone that wants to talk to me about Stuart Nelson will get the most glowing of references that anyone can give. Great lad. Okay, sorry to drop that one on you unexpectedly, but um, um, whilst on the subject of transfers, I, I see that uh, Juventus are trying to unload your uh, Ronaldo from their wage list. Any chance of getting him? Too old, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. all I get, all I get, all I get is stick for signing old players. Well, yeah. let's not sign him. He's, he's over thirty, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not yours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> not unexpected, though. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, what do you think about Stephen? He's suddenly uh, finding themselves back in league football again. You must be pleased for your old club. Yeah, I'm. I'm ch- I am really chuffed because it's not necessarily um, anything about the football. It's it's about people keeping their jobs. It's about the back room. You know, the back office staff that I've known for. 10, 12 years now. It's them keeping their jobs. It's it's everything. It's the chairman who I had a fabulous relationship with, um, and and still do to this day. Uh, you know, I'm really pleased for that. Those people, I'm really pleased. And it doesn't matter how it's got done. They've they've stayed up, which is great. And you know, obviously being local to to Stevenage, it's important that there is a, a club in league football in the county. Um, you know, and, and and local, obviously, to where I grew up. So it's great news, absolutely great news. And you know, I signed Alex Ravel in, in January before um, before I left, and um, and he's now the manager. And listen, best of luck to him. Best of luck. It's not an easy job, Alex, if you're listening. <laughs> um, it's been mentioned of of um, League One and League Two clubs going for some sort of a salary cap. Do you think that's likely to spread to the National League? Um. Logically, it should, shouldn't it? You know, if if that's where they're going with it, logically it should. I'm not sure how that works now. I'm not sure how it works now for League Two and League One clubs because you can't all of a sudden spend the money and then have a cap and then say, <laughs> by the way, you lot, you're on fifty percent now. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. I've had those conversations with people before. They don't normally go down very well. Those ones. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it's. Um, you know, if, if if it helps, it helps. I'm not really bothered, Aid. If, I, if mm. I'm brutally honest, I don't really care. Okay. I just want, you know, I just 
I, I just want to know about Yeovil. That's all I really want to know. Mm. What everyone else does. I don't know how Sunderland are going to go to two and a half million. Um, you know, with their wage budget, but you know, I think they'll have to drop about twenty million, would not they, to get under that? <laughs> How's that going to happen? Yeah, it was probably not, is it? But um, no, time ago will tell, I guess. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, just a couple of I mean, back to training next week. Um, you know, everything revved up and ready to go, sort of thing. Yes, yeah, the week after, it's a week Monday. Oh, week um, Monday yeah. It's a week Monday. We're going to start, um, and uh, yeah, we're good to go. We just, you know, we've got. We're we're at fourteen. We're at fourteen players. We've still got you know a youth team there. Um, we'll we'll have four or five trialists in every week, like we like we always have. Um, and we will um, and we'll crack on. I love preseason. Preseason is the best best time in any season. No one knocks on your door and asks why they haven't been playing and all of that mumbo jumbo crap that you get during the year. But it's. Um, it's a, you know, it's a really good time. I love it. I love it. I love working teams hard. I like knowing that you haven't got to preserve them for games. Just get right stuck into getting them fit, conditioning their minds, which is an important thing, especially with our very highly tempered group. Um, you know, all these little things you can do. And the the one the one actual the one sort of negative about pre seasons is the games. Mm. That's the only thing I, I don't. Every time we play a game, I'm standing there and me backside's clenched tight, worrying if someone's going to get hurt. So I think we lost Wilkinson in a preseason game last year, and we lost we lost him for I don't know four weeks, three weeks into the season, something like that. And um, you know you can't we we definitely can't afford for that. So, you know I still see now I see the football league clubs are starting to play preseason games and fans, managers, players they all read too much into it. It's absolute tosh. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Pre-season games are nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So you can't read anything into it. For me, as a, as a coach, you know, by trade, I only start learning from that first game. That first league game is the only time I start learning. So all of these things you hear about people working on their philosophy and their DNA, I bet you those people working on those things, I bet they're different by October. <laughs> yeah. I bet you yeah. I bet you they're doing something completely different because you, you think pre-season, you think you know, you think you know where you are. You don't. You don't know until your first game. Mm. So it's, um, you know, it can be it can be very misleading. It can bring on, you know, over-expectations. It can bring on, you know, a lot of criticism at times, but I'll just sit on the side, watch it, pray to, pray to the big man that no one gets hurt and hopefully on the first day we'll have a full quota. I doubt it. Has the uh, or will the COVID restrictions and all the rest of it put much of a strain on, you know, the the, the hassle of having to comply to all the regulations for training, uh, pre-season training? Nah, I just run them. Yeah. <laughs> I use it. I use it as an excuse for them not to put their boots on for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Darren. Good. Thanks very much, mate. Appreciate that. Thanks, mate. Hey Darren, you're right. Hi pal. Um, so pre-season training starting soon. Have you had time to switch off at all, or you just been non-stop? Yeah, I think we've all had we've all had too long to switch off, haven't we, this year? So you know, it's not um, it, it's not been you know you don't I don't feel fatigued. I don't feel like I've been through a, a huge campaign um, because we haven't we, we had that big 
hole in our life, didn't we, for, for four months? So, uh, look, we, we're ready to go. Um, we're in, you know, if I, are, are we ready to start the season? Actually, of course not. We've still got to do some work. Of course we have. But compared to last year, we are to the moon and back in advance. So, um, having, you know, having Carl there, definitely having Charlie back in the, in the, in the squad, adding Josh, um, with the other, you know, with the other lads, and, and I'm still open to, you know, for a couple that are out of contract, I'm still open, you know, we can still do something with them. Um, so, you know, uh, there's lots to do. There's lots to do. It's still a very, very fragile state of mind out there financially, and um, no one really knows where they are and where they stand. Some people have used it as a as an excuse to say, well. The you know 80 90 percent of the businesses all around the world are going to cut and, and and cut their cloth a little bit you know or tighten their belt a little tighter. Um, some people are going out there with the with the mentality of well let's take advantage of that and let's you know let's have a let's, let's increase let's really speculate. And I think they're being very brave because we still don't know when this second spike in inverted commas is going to hit. We still don't know if. Crowds are going to be at 20%, 25%, 50% or anything like that. So, you know, I think it's a very, very dangerous world. Very dangerous world. And have you got any more ideas of any transfer business or are you going to wait till preseason starts and see what your squad looks like? I've got loads of ideas. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm, um, it doesn't mean we'll be doing anything or something or, you know, but, you know, obviously we need to. Um, we've tried to obviously fill a, I thought it was a really, really obvious hole with, with Josh. And I thought players like Josh, they, it's, it's a really strange thing to say, but they, they kind of help managers sleep well at night. You know, you, know that you, you can use Charlie's the same, Albie again, you know, Lawson Diaz, very similar to that as well. Um, is that they have so many of these qualities that you can use in different, different areas. Miles Hippolyte, another one that, um, that you know they they kind of give you that reassurance that no matter how big or small the squad is, you can utilise their real qualities in in abundance. Um, look, we'd still like another one or two forwards, one hundred percent. I think one may be a permanent, one might be a loan. Um, we'd still like a right back. I think that would probably be another young loan. Um, you know, from a club that needs a, a young player to get experience, like we did with Hutton. Um, we're, we're going to need um, cover at left back. We need two goalkeepers. You know, there's, there's still work to be done, and, um, and you know, we just we just need to take our time and, and do things properly. And I know it's slow. I know people are probably looking at other clubs, but I don't really care. It's when we when we're ready to go and when we've got the money and when Scott feels comfortable and assured that you know the, the our sort of financial footprint is 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 a little steadier then. You know, we'll we'll make we'll make good decisions for the football club. So, um, you know, again, I know I've said this a few times, but Staunton's a really, really good signing for us. Really good signing for us, and um, I can see his development in two years being being very good. So, um, no pressure, Josh. Are you interested in advertising on Three Valleys Radio? Maybe you'd like to sponsor some of our exclusive Yeovil Town coverage. Email the team at ads at threevalleysradio.com.
Our thanks to Darren Sal for taking time out of his day to talk to us. And thank you for listening to the latest update from Hewish Park exclusively on Three Valleys Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our podcast feed for all things Yeovil Town Football Club at threevalleysradio.com.